Hi, and welcome to Talking Teachers. We're really excited today. We've got two guests with us. Um, we've got Anne-Louise and we've got Penny. So do you two want to just introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're from? Do you want to go first, Anne-Louise? Yeah, hi everyone. Um, I'm Anne-Louise. I'm from Glasgow, Scotland, currently in Glasgow, Scotland, which is Yay. amazing. Yay! Um, but I live in Madrid in Spain and I'm a deputy head over there of a British school. Brilliant. Nice to have you with us. And Penny, do you want to tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, so um, I'm an assistant head um, in primary school and a SENCO. Um, and I work in Luton in Bedfordshire, not as exotic as Madrid or Glasgow. <laughs> or Glasgow. Oh, sure I don't be. know about that. <laughs> yeah, it's great having you both here. Oh, um, that's so good. Yeah, we were just going to talk eventually about sort of assessment and feedback, but do you want to just give us a little sort of potted history of, of where you've come from or what you've done? Because Anne-Louise, you don't just suddenly become a deputy head in Spain. What <laughs> have you done? What have you done leading up to that? Um, so leading up to that, um, I've just done a lot of um, a lot of middle leadership roles. I think that's the kind of way to get into to senior leadership, you know, um, taking those little small steps and uh, finding your feet and finding your your way for all and um, so yeah I've been I am Senko but I was Senko a few years ago as well so I've just kind of taken back on Senko and um, so that's kind of where my heart's always been anyway I've been PSHE coordinator I've been um, the, the safeguarding lead for a really large primary school of over 700 pupils. I've led on maths, I've led on um, sort of teaching and learning, sort of I've kind of done lots of different things around around the middle ground and then uh, so I you know deputy head position come up and that whole thing of not feeling ready for it and um, yeah. I was I was totally ready for it, even though I didn't feel ready for it. So I went for it and, you know, it's, it, it is wonderful. Absolutely love it. So hopefully next step will be head teacher. So, yep. um, yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm working towards. You could do that. A lot of people say they don't feel ready for stuff, though, when it gets to sort of middle to senior <laughs> oh, leadership and they go, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And actually, you've got the skills, you've got the experience and, and you can do it, can't you? Yeah, and you've got to surround yourself with senior leaders that tell you that, even though you're not ready, you can do it. Yeah. So that's that. I think that's the 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 crucial aspect of now. I know as a senior leader, I'll I'll, I'll learn from what I was told mm -hmm. from other senior leaders. You know, I don't want to sort of drag names in the mud, but I've had senior leaders that have told me, mm, "Well, it's maybe not your time, and not yeah. right now, and you've just come back from maternity, and oh, need to find your feet." So. Um, that is that's what keeps people down and doesn't yeah. let them you know they don't let them grow so um I'm that I'm definitely the senior leader that will say go for it try it yeah that's great how about you Penny what's your journey been like um so obviously I'm I'm not in Spain um but yeah so I I've lived in Luton most of my life really apart from when I went to university down in Sussex and um the school I'm in is actually the one that I trained in so it was my base oh. school and I trained wow. Um, and I've been there quite a few years now. I did work in another school um, when I first qualified, but then the job came up at this school. I just loved it. And I knew that that's where I wanted to be. And that's where I wanted to go back to. But even though I've been in the same school, I've had quite a lot of opportunities. So we were part of um, a teaching school. So I've been an SLE, worked in lots of other schools. 
Um, I've been the PSHE coordinator as well, so I'm the SENCO at the moment. Um, and the assistant yeah. head part, I was quite lucky, really. It, it sort of just came up at the time for me because the school I've been at, no one really moves around very much. There's lots of opportunities and people are very good at developing you into leadership. Um, but lots of the teachers have been there a very, very long time. So actually the way that my assistant headship came up was um, there was a school quite close to us that were in having a little bit of difficulty. So I was sent in um, on a secondment post as part of a, a team to go and sort of help them out. And I actually went in from being the class teacher, from being a middle leader to um, an assistant head in that school. And I was there for a few years yeah. while still being in touch with my old school. I still did sort of, you know, a keep in touch day once or twice a week. Um, and then eventually when when our job was done at that school, came back. Um, and carried on being assistant head in my current school and the Senko role um, happened really because as I said in one of my blogs it, it sort of came up because no one else really wanted to do it um, yeah. and it's, it's something I really love and I am very passionate about but there were people at my school that have done it before and have done it for for short periods of time and decided it wasn't really the thing for them yeah and so I sort of took it on out of necessity for the school but actually it's been really really good um, but the, the struggle with it is, you know, having now come back from maternity, like Anne-Louise said as well, is I'm working part time, which I love, but it is trying to fit all of those roles into the three days that I'm working, which is, yeah, a bit of a struggle sometimes. Sometimes it's a real juggle, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, very much so. But I'm in a very, very supportive school. I've got, you know, leaders around me and, and staff around me that think anything is possible. Um, you know, and everyone is is brilliant and very encouraging. So, yeah. That almost comes across to what Anne-Louise was saying about sort of making sure that people know they can do stuff and, and building people up rather than sort of putting barriers in the way, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. yeah. Penny and, has, a, has set up a, a, a group on Twitter as well, a DM group for Senkos, and that is just on fire, isn't it, Penny? So Penny is, yeah. you know, she's very passionate about supporting others as well. It's uh, yeah I think it's a, it's a role that can be quite lonely because within the school I mean I, I know lots of coordinator roles are similar but within the school you you are facing a lot of challenges every day and it's yes. very high pressured in what you're doing a bit like the safeguarding role I suppose um and yes yeah, so I sort of said Does anyone want to be anyone want to be in a dm group and now we've got two dm groups with 75 people in each so it's wow. yeah, it's a bit a bit crazy but yeah. brilliant to have that support on twitter as well yeah it is quite a lonely role though, isn't it? It's one of those things that class teachers very often just sort of think they can dump things to the, the Senko and, and they'll deal with it or they'll sort of give yeah. the assistance or the help and it doesn't always work like that, does it? No, no, not always. It's really, it is really tough and having the change in the mindset to um, to put it back on the teachers is, is really tough and that's something that I've definitely been worked on working on recently as well because I can't be Senko and Deputy Head and do both really well. So right. it's it's skilling up the teachers into what um, into what being a senko is, and almost sort of um, what's the word uh, succession planning. Yes, you know, and and you can't really um, you can't do a good succession plan if you haven't really skilled up people to to get that ignition of like oh I you know I could actually maybe do that role, yeah. and um, and in the end it benefits everyone because everyone gets skilled up whether they like it or not. And yeah. there will be that one spark in someone that will say, oh, actually, I, I, I really like this. You know, yeah. I think I might take it on. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's about finding your passion sometimes, isn't it, as yeah. well? And seeing what you really, really enjoy doing and, and then going off and doing that. Yeah, 100%.
Yeah. I feel like we need to sort of big up what you do as well, Anne Louise, because you do new to SLT, don't you? I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit about that. And no, new to SLT, well, it was Lucy Flower. And um, I started at, you know, attending new to SLT when I became deputy head. And um, every Sunday, just sort of, uh, you know, using the hashtag and getting in touch with all the, all the chats and answering all the questions. And then Lucy asked me to be a guest host one, one evening, which I did. And then about three or four weeks later, she sent me a message saying, listen, I feel that I've had it run its course. I've done it for a, you know, a couple of years now. Do you, do you fancy taking it over? So, um, you know, the, the imposter syndrome of, oh my God, I can't do that. Oh my God, okay. that's terrible. And like, I don't even know what a hashtag is. <laughs> you know, <like. laughs> yeah. Used to, but I didn't really know what it was. You know what I mean? And then suddenly I have to be in charge of this hashtag. Um, so I had to like proper ask what hashtag was and how to use it. And then realize it's actually not that difficult at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I took that over last year, last September, October. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, you know, it's, it's not about me taking it over. It's about um, a group of people. So then I put the word out to other people that I'd connected with in the weekly chat. Um, so we have Emma, we have Ruby, we have Louise and we have Mark and we together sort of in our DM group on a Saturday afternoon, Friday afternoon, we sort of think, right, what do we want for the theme? A couple of ideas go back and forwards and then between us, we put together four questions. So it really is a team effort on, on putting this together and then, you know, we put it on our, our images and we use the hashtag, don't forget the hashtag. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so every Sunday at half past half past seven or half past eight for me I always need to remember the time difference especially when I'm trying to get the 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 times you know I'm scheduling the Mm -hmm. tweets I'm going can everybody just check that I know what time it is yeah (laughs) so I always need to either in advance and Mm -hmm. um so yeah everybody just logs on at half past seven keeps an eye on the hashtag and that hashtag is new to SLT chat and this always gets me because it's new with a capital N, two with a capital T, SLT, this is where my dyslexia is going to come in on it, SLT is capitals and chat has a capital C. Now why? Well it's um it it makes you see I'm going to tell you what all I know about hashtags now it makes you see it better. Yeah. <laughs> And apparently, apparently, it's, um, I don't know if this works, so anybody can help me out here. If you were to use an audible function, it reads it as well, because it sees the capital letter. So it's, it's, um, it's accessible. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So I get my, I get my backup, you know, like, please remember the capital letters. And then everybody for half an hour, there's uh, four questions, sometimes do a quick fire, you know, we mix it up with the five questions in there just to kind of get people going a bit faster. And everybody just answers the questions and answers each other's answers and and chats. And it's really lovely. And I know that I've seen you there, uh, Penny, quite a few times as well. I think Oliver, you've had had some time in there as well. And 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 for me on the other side, it's nice to see the people that I engage with, engage with it as well. but what we hope from that is that people just feel a little bit better about being in senior leadership or wanting to be in senior leadership. And, um, and you know, they, they make those connections because that's how I made my connections is yeah. through that chat. 
I reckon um, people should know about Twitter and the communities that exist within Twitter because one, I wouldn't have known all three of you if it wasn't for Twitter. And the, I suppose the connections that you make on there and I, I particularly, Anne-Louise and Penny, you create spaces for people and you, you make sure people feel included. You, you go out of your way to kind of check on people and that's quite, um, one, it's beautiful, but two, it must be quite a lot for you guys to kind of manage and kind of, you know, kind of keep on top of and stuff. Because I don't know how, Penny, you do it because you're there like on a Wednesday, you're there on a Friday, that's you're doing nice. all this. <laughs> no, but it's, it's I, re- I feel bad sometimes because I can't, I can't give enough time necessarily to it. But it means so, you need to know it means so much when... I'm included in something that you both do. And I think there's hundreds of other people, if not thousands of other people who would feel that impact as well from you both. So I just wanted to say personally, thank you, but also like, how do you uh, manage it in your kind of, (laughs) in your head? Not very well. (laughs) Uh, I definitely spend too much time on Twitter. My husband would definitely say the same, Um, but I love it. I love it because it's it's like a huge staff room so I mean obviously I I'm really close to the staff at my school but again you do sometimes feel a little bit isolated in your own school you know and Luton is a great teaching community because it's it's a very small local authority even though it's in Bedfordshire we've got our own local authority so everyone is everyone knows someone in another school so you've always got people when you go on courses and things every you know people that are going through this through the same sort of thing but you don't have an idea of what's going on in the rest of the country and the rest of the world so for me it's quite reassuring to be able to you know see what's happening for other people as well um and I often go back into school and and I say oh you know I've got this good idea and they're like is it from Twitter yeah (laughs) um so it's, I think it's a great learning platform because, you know, there's all sorts of research, all sorts of ideas, all sorts of authors. Um, you know, you can learn a huge amount from that. And that's why I love it. But yeah, I'm not very good at managing my time on social media. I do spend an awful lot of time on it. But then I hate to think that people might have been left out or missed out or, or not be heard at some point. And I know that's, you know, why Toria does what she does with her Tiny Voice Talks on a Tuesday. And that's why Paul... Um, you know spend so much time talking to people he was someone that I saw first of all you know just interacting with everybody and I just thought how how nice that he's got so much time for other people um but I just yeah it's just such a great communication tool I think and such a great learning tool but it does take up a lot of your time I think we I think we all sometimes have to remember that actually there is the real world to live in as well um and not you know (laughs) (laughs) unless you're not it's important I would, um, you know, like, I, I would definitely recommend to people who are kind of listening and not, not on Twitter who are in the teaching community or even outside of the teaching community like I am now. I'm not a teacher anymore. And, and when I became, came out of teaching, I felt like I was the only person in the world who had gone through what I'd gone through until I came to Twitter and was scooped up by so many beautiful people to remind me I wasn't alone. I wasn't the only one who'd gone through what I'd gone through and I've been able to make these quite magical connections with people I've never met either of all of you in real life but I feel so connected to all of you as well and I think that's that's really powerful and it's really sweet it really is and and it's so nice of you to to say that and it means a lot to me and Penny I'm sure as well It, it really does mean a lot and um 
all I can say from my point of view is that I, I was bullied for a lot of years at school and um, I was left out and there was, you know, you know, you heard about the parties that happened at the weekend and I wasn't invited or the sleepovers, I wasn't invited, um, you know, PE, I wasn't picked. And um, I think that's always stuck with me. You know, if I can make that little bit extra effort where I'm just checking in on somebody, it, it takes five seconds to send a DM. It really does. You send a, and, and, but that doesn't mean that's five seconds of someone in your headspace. You know, someone's in your headspace. They're, they're there. You're thinking of them. But if they're there, let them know. Mm, let them know nice. that they're in your headspace. And, and like I said, it doesn't take much. And I, went, I came off Twitter for a couple of weeks. I was having a really tough time. And um, Penny was, was, I was obviously in her headspace and she did. She just sent me a little DM and said, um, you know, I hear, you know, I, I don't see you much. Is everything okay? And I'd let you know what was going on and everything. So I like, I, I spilled out to Penny about everything that was going on. And I've never met Penny. I didn't even tell my best friend what was going on. But, yeah. you know, just, so yeah, I'm, I'm totally 100% with you on everything you say, Emily. It's so, it's so important and it doesn't, doesn't cost anything to be kind. Right. Yeah. Agreed. John McGee would love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would. We'll tag him into it as well. And Rich. Tag them in. Yeah. Yeah. Highness Ripple. Definitely. Come on, Must do. Don't tag Matt. No. I'll do that. We were going to talk about assessment and feedback. So sort of bringing it back to that and thinking back to when you first started teaching both of you, what was feedback looking like then? Are you the sort of generation like me that was sort of epic marking and loads and loads of comments and loads of time spent doing that? Can I go first, Penny? Yeah. 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 It was... <laughs> It was a, lo a lot of work. And I think it's, obviously it's different. any school that you're in, it's different. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I've been in, in my particular school at the moment for a long time, but I was in a, a different school before that, and which was much bigger. And the one I'm in now is, is smaller. And I think it depends a lot on your school. But I think it I think things are changing rapidly from, you know, you must record everything in books and you must show you know, everything you say to a child must be recorded in the book and everything they say must be recorded in the book. And, you know, every lesson, you've got to have evidence for it in your books to now we're in such a, a, a digital world as well that, it, I mean, it's still a bit scary for me, I think. When, you know, I go into a class and I say, oh, you know, what have you been doing in, in English? And they're like, oh, well, it's all saved on their Google Drive. I'm like, so it's not, not in their book, you know. <laughs> it does it scare you a little bit because you think, well, oh my gosh, you're just you're just tuned into doing that. So it's I think it's changing your thought process into what does it actually mean and what yes. do you actually need, rather than what are we doing because we think we have to jump through that hoop and because yes. we we have to show to Ofsted, and it's always Ofsted, isn't it, in schools? Mm -hmm. It's you know, what do we actually have to show to them? So I think for us, we every year with our sort of marking and feedback policy, we're sort of evolving it all the time, but it definitely used to be very marking orientated more than yes. feedback you're giving. Feedback. Yeah. It was, it was definitely about what is the teacher putting down rather than yes. what is the child actually getting from this. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That, that was, I mean, that's my sort of early experience of it. And I'm sure Anne Louise is pretty similar as well, really, but. Yeah. yeah. Does anybody remember two stars and a wish? Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. every single book 
two stars and a freaking wish. Yeah. Like a and wish. Stickers and wish. stamps and things. <laughs> wasn't this, these books were just burnt to the ground, you know. And I had 27 in my first class, a composite class of primary, primary from primary three to primary seven. So that's year four. You're yeah, four to year six. six. Mm-hmm. And it was a composite because it was a tiny village. So I had 27 in my class, two stars and a wish, where my primary threes couldn't even read. Yeah. And I'm two stars <laughs> and a wish, two stars. And then, of course, trying to find those two stars. And you're just like, some of the children was like, oh, God bless you. I don't know any stars. What <laughs> <laughs> no. your name. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's where, it, that's where, that's my earliest experience of marking. Yeah. And did the, the experiences you both mentioned, did that have an impact on the children? All that sort of extra paperwork and the two stars and a wish and the massive amounts of evidence in books. Not, not a good, not a good impact. Not, no. And not, no. That, not that we ever thought, not on us either. No, no. And I, I think it's it's evolved, hasn't it? From, you know, we had the pinking and the green marking, which we do yes. still do when it's relevant. Oh, don't mention that. Don't mention that. <laughs> Adam, Adam will have a fit. <laughs> yes. He will. He will get very upset about this. But we, we, it went from pink and green marking and two stars and a wish and whatever you called it at the time on what people thought needed to be every piece of work to yeah. evolving it into, well, just when it, in our school, evolving it to just when it was relevant and when it was needed, mm-hmm. you can't do that on every piece of work. It's just impossible. Yeah. And trying to keep up on the marking as a class teacher was the thing I found the hardest. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it evolved from that into, well, let's think about what the children actually need and let's make it easier for the teachers because actually do you need to write down, you know, that you've done this, you've done that. So then we did have the stamps and we have still got stamps in our school, but yeah. now our marking policy is, well, what do the children actually need from this? what are the different styles of the teachers in our school and let's put all of this into a marking policy and explain that actually this is what feedback is all about this is what we use marking for and that these are a range of ways in which our teachers might choose to respond to the work they don't have to but we've encompassed all the different ways that the teachers liked and that they did regularly and said that these are the possibilities in our school that you might see but it's not you know it's not just a an exhaustive list there are plenty of other ways as well yeah. Yeah, I've, I've read Penny's. Um, she 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 sent it to me because I was writing my skills for this year, and Penny again kind enough just to send me her skills um, or uh, feedback policy. And it is it is it's really very good, and it's I know I, I hope mine's is, and you know anywhere near as good as that one. And uh, but it's the same kind of scenario. I, I actually took the word marking out of the title and just called it yes. feedback policy. So marking doesn't come into it until. I talk about what's expected of written marking and yes green and pink is in there <laughs> because the staff yeah. wanted it in there I tried I put remember the tweet Oliver I think this is what kicked it all off yeah. <laughs> out. um and put Adam and just he wasn't outnumbered <laughs> um but you know I thought I, I mean I wasn't really a big fan and um, I went to my staff and, you know, my head teacher and I said, what does everyone think about it? And everyone liked it. So it's it stayed in and I'm, I've made a nice canva just to, to show some basic symbols and what colour the symbols go in. But that's kind of where marking comes in because it's it's feedback, you know, and yes. feedback is is not written marking. It's information that you give to a pupil to either consolidate their learning, to move their learning forward, to highlight um, misconceptions in the teacher's knowledge of the pupil's understanding. It's, that's what it is. It's not 
two stars in a language. No, that's all, is it? I was just going to say, we used to kind of try to adapt (laughs) because I was a music teacher in a secondary school. So the whole idea of marking and feedback was like completely almost impossible because we didn't have books we didn't have kind of like um like a strict kind of writing down anywhere to write down so I I kind of tried to do it in the best way I could and we we basically did it through uh Edmodo um Mm -hmm. which was like an online platform and so because my kids uh, lessons would be one in a practical room and then the next week in a computer room then they do like digital music and then practical music we could use that online forum to then kind of give the feedback to the students as they were and it was more appealing to them because it looked like it was Facebook or it looked like it was like a social media type it thing. Like and it worked and it worked really well um so I was just kind of thinking like you know for other subject teachers and especially in the creative arts uh the the marketing and feedback has always been a bit of a battle as well because um some schools will have one one size fits all and and no wiggle room on that so I would be kind of compared to a maths teacher and their maths feedback would be you know that would be the benchmark and I'd be like I can't do it anyway I can't do it doesn't work like that that, does it no you'd still be giving feedback and you'd still be showing what have gone well and what children could do to develop further yeah, and that's where it's, it's really key that the, the language of it that Anne Louise was talking about, with it being feedback rather than marking of feedback. Yeah, because and you're right. Go in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the Education Endowment Fund um, produced a piece of research recently on what feedback was, and I took a lot of information from that, and um, it it really resonated with me what they came out with. And this, you know, they had the grid with the feedback yes. in the middle, and then what feedback looked like so you give that you you put that in your feedback policy it's in my feedback policy I don't then I don't care what subject you're in at that point you know if you're science if you're music I mean I'm the music specialist I'm definitely not using any 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 physical marking without doubt um but what I am using is the the sort of guidance during you know teaching is the peer assessment it's the self-assessment it's and then it's my own assessment of what I'm observing happening in front of me as the music specialist, you know, mm, because yeah. in my policy, um, as a teacher, I'm looking, well, I'm, I'm still in line with the school's policy. That's yeah. right. How did you go about writing the policy, Penny? That you, because obviously Anne-Louise has sort of looked at yours and possibly pinched little bits and adapted and, and put her own things in as well and <laughs> EEF guidance and whatever, but how did you start with yours? Was it what was happening in school already or...? It was, yeah, it was something that we, again, we sort of evolved with. And our Louise's new one is brilliant. And I'm definitely going to probably be pinching a few of those and sending them back as well. Um, but it was it was something that we've we've reviewed every year, really, since we've had it um, and sort of talked about every year with the whole staff. What what do we actually need from this? And I think there came a point where we were trying to write the policy and we were trying to, as a staff, conform to the policy, whereas actually we needed a policy that, met what we were doing so rather than making everyone like Anne Louise was saying making everyone and Emily was saying do the exact same thing when it's not possible and it's not relevant it became a well actually we need to think about what we are doing and what works because we know what we're doing works our children are making really good progress 
Uh, you know, yeah. we've got excellent teachers, we're an outstanding school. So we need to make sure that what we're doing is reflective in the policy. So we have we have a staff meeting, you know, every year, our staff meeting is all about different things, obviously. But one of them, we um, we say, well, we think we need to review the feedback policy again, and we'll go through it. And okay, well, what are people using? And what is the impact it's having and why are certain people using different things and we found actually people we're, we're a junior school so we're only year three to year six but the way that people were marking year three was very different to the way that people were marking year six because the needs of the children were different at that stage and what the teachers were looking for was different and I think you, you've got to be reflective of what teachers like and what they get on with as well like you know the pinking and the greening um yes. but you've also got to be open-minded to you know take on board research um papers mm -hmm. that have been written and take on board new ideas and try new things and some things work and some things don't and we've as we've gone along we've got rid of some things um we've still got stamps we bought stamps into school because teachers were saying marking is really heavy you know we're really struggling so okay well let's use verbal feedback when it's necessary mm -hmm. and let's use learning objective achieve so you're not having to write those things but now they they can still do that but they've evolved new ways as well to do that. And I think that's just great that as a staff, we're having those conversations all the time. Everyone's being heard and everyone's contributing to it. Um, and it's it seems to be working well at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. You've mentioned using research there as well. Is that something that the whole staff are involved with or is that something that sort of a, a select few feel that they can dip into? It's something that we're trying to do more of. Um, so in, in terms of we haven't looked for our, our marketing policy, we haven't looked at any research, but I will definitely be looking at the paper that Anne-Louise is talking about. Um, yeah. As a school, we're trying to be more involved in research and um, academic reading. And I mean, I, I've done the... Um, Nesenko course recently because to be a Senko you, you have to do that and yeah, get that over tell you all about it um planning yeah 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 it's it's great I mean, it's a really it's a really good course um but that is very <clears throat> heavy on academic reading which I haven't done for a long time um but I learned an awful lot through doing that and again, through being on Twitter and having those conversations and, yeah. um, you know, doing that sort of reading. And we've got a CPD shelf in our staff room now with lots of books on that I've only actually found out about half these books through being on Twitter. And we've learned an awful lot through that. And the staff are starting to dip in and out of those things. So by being more involved, we're able to develop, I think, and, and push ourselves further forwards in different ways. And I think that's that's what it's all about at the moment. And Louise, you mentioned assessment as well. Has that changed over time and evolved? And, and oh, how has definitely. it changed? Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. I mean, back in Scotland, I trained for the in the Curriculum for Excellence. So in the Curriculum for Excellence, that got rid of a lot of SATs. It got rid of a lot of end-of-year tests because it's more cyclical and every child had about two years to reach the objective. Yeah which meant I could have a composite class of such a wide age range because it was, you know, it's more fluid. But then when I came to Spain and I started in a British school, I saw that um, it was like this, or I don't know what your curriculum was called, um, but age five to 14 was the old Scottish way. And then, you know, each stage there was these sacks. I had never heard of sacks before. And, um, and then what I found is that when it came to May time, the teachers just kind of went off curriculum and talked to this SAT test. Yeah. And then it just was grammar, spelling, punctuation. And it was, it was it, it, it's where learning went to die 
literally where learning went to die and it that's was that's what was happening and then um about six years ago the british school that i'm currently in got rid of saps and um i think that was was really brave of them but when you're in international school you can you can pick and choose what you do you're not made to do anything you know with these new reception baseline assessments that the British schools, the British public schools have to do now, like they call public schools, I don't actually know, does that mean schools. Just schools. Yeah. Um, the, the independent schools don't have to do it. So these reception baseline assessments that are used for the, gov- the government will take the test results and yeah. not tell you. Well, we don't have to do them, you know, because we're in, in Madrid. And um, really it's I've honestly got the best of the, the British curriculum. I'm saying British, but it's the English curriculum. Yeah. I've got the best of it because I can pick and choose what I like and I don't like um, standardised assessments. However, there is a space for them if used wisely and if you don't if you don't teach to it. So yeah. we use G, GL assessments and um, you know that our year twos just did them and, our, and their results were outstanding. They were absolutely phenomenal, but we didn't teach to it. We just gave them the laptop and said, right, you've got 40 minutes, do it. No, no qualms, no nothing. Just the maths one, the English one, off you go. Just as if they were just doing an independent activity and they absolutely smashed it out of the park. So there's a space when the results are good. (laughs) That's brilliant. It's been really good talking to you both. I feel like we could have gone on for absolutely ages. We could have run on sort of double the time quite easily. But I'm going to wrap up there. If people want to get in touch with you, how can they get, how can they find you? Penny, first of all. I'm imagining um, you're going to say Twitter. Twitter, yeah, Twitter is yeah. that. It's my main, <laughs> my main thing at the moment. Yeah, so I'm on Twitter. Um, my handle's just Penny W, Penny W. Nice and easy. I changed it from all the millions of letters it had after my name originally. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And are you happy for people to just connect with you there, follow you? Absolutely. And no yeah. dodgies, no dodgies, please. No dodgies. No dodgies and no DMs and no DMs that just say hi. <laughs> Join my WhatsApp Go group. away. Go away. Mm, yes, <laughs> definitely. And Louise, how can people find you? Um, well, you'll find me at at Lizzie eighty four. That's my main personal handle with a little picture of me after the pool one day. Um, and then I'm also behind at new to SLT chat, no capital letters because it's a Twitter handle at new to SLT chat. I'm behind that. I'm also behind at simply edu for you and where there's lots of resources on there and I'm also behind at Women Ed ESP so that's Women Ed Spain so I hide behind those Twitter handles and my website is www.simply-edu.net I think <laughs> I'll have to check that and put it I'll in the show check, check that <laughs> yeah we'll do it's been great talking to you. Oh, Thank you so wonderful. much for coming on. Really Thank you for having us. Thank yeah, you for having so us. much, you too. Wasn't yeah. as bad as we thought. Yeah, Penny <laughs> and I were so worried. Thank you so much. No need to worry. Thank you. And bye. Thank you very much.